insaniacs and all of our listeners. I cannot believe this Facebook Live is working. If you are new here, this is the Saniac Podcast, also known as the ultimate one-stop shop for all things The Challenge. We host live weekly recaps and cast interviews right here on our Facebook page. We also have a fantastic website with a ton of challenge content for you guys, including challenge news, written recaps, sparkle quizzes, graphics, and a whole lot more. You can check us out at SaniacPodcast.com or at Saniac Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Of course, if you're listening to the audio version and you are looking for where you can find us, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. We will be on TuneIn Radio very soon, as well as nice. Pocket Cast, Pocket Addicts, whatever the fuck you listen to your podcast on. We are most definitely on there. Uh, so please be sure to check us out and counterbalance all the Cara Maria stands. One star reviews, please. Thank you very <laughs> much. I honestly cannot believe that Facebook wasn't working earlier because we had a fantastic interview with Wes, but we will get that audio and that video for you up after I'm done visiting the emergency room for this bad boy arm of mine. I am Sean. Suisa, podcast producer from Los Angeles, and our resident challenge historian and old, old man, Zach Calhoun. Yeah, a little bit old. And fuck you, Facebook. That was not cool. Of course, it works now. Little and... bit old, little bit bold. His name is Zach Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> He's always above the fold. We're getting into the raps now. All right. um, so, of course, Facebook goes live now and does not go live when we have freaking Weston Bergman on. Um, and yet we still managed to have our highest view count ever over on Zoom. So that was interesting. I thought Kayla's was way higher. No. Nope. It got yes. higher than 95 on attendees? Oh, yeah. It went We're... way over that on Zoom. Oh, my God. Way no way. That. I didn't actually yep. notice that. Yep. Wow. And we would have got, yeah. And we would have gone even higher on Facebook. But those are the breaks. So we're going to get that video posted to Facebook. Um, we're going to get the podcast uh, we're going to get it uploaded to our podcast feed ASAP. Like mm-hmm. you guys should check that shit out because that was awesome. Wes was bringing it. It was a really awesome conversation. Yeah. You know, you and Wes really do sound very similar because when I wasn't looking at the screen, it was hard to figure out who was talking. <laughs> and I mean, listen, this is probably going to be one of the few interviews where I really took a step back in terms of the amount that I was speaking because Wes and Zach had some fantastic banter going on. I think you guys will really like it. You guys have a really interesting dynamic. I was I was loving it. Well, what I'm going for is whenever MTV wants to do like uh, like post edits to challenge seasons that they're putting together and they need like voiceovers and post production and, and Wes is unavailable, they can just bring me in to say Wes's lines for him and then <laughs> and then they can make it sound like Wes. Uh, well, if you want some like connects that. in the audio world, I'll definitely hook that up. Uh, (laughs) honestly that was so fantastic I really loved it and we have some exciting interviews coming up as well the Saniac podcast is we are having to we had to push back interviews because we are now lining up so many so on Friday we have Liz and Julia Nolan coming on we'll get all the goss on the Hunter hookup as well as a lot of other big brother questions that I definitely have in the back of my head uh, that I've been meaning to ask them for a long time and we have Polly ooh Polly's coming on next wednesday that's gonna be massive for us and uh you heard paulie confirm that himself during our west interview that he made a surprise appearance on yep yep exactly so you know we got a little cameo from him already and we will just get a full-fledged interview from him next week we also got a small cameo from paul uh from um whatchamacallit what's her name that pirate girl i forget her name that girl i I can't remember it's uh 
something uh, Stan related. I can't stand Stara. Sorbet. Stana. Stanamana. Stanmani. That girl who got Darrell eliminated first. Oh, yeah. Uh, Red hair. I don't don't know. Anyway, so her, basically, she she definitely had a cameo as well in there for a little bit. So that was pretty exciting. Um, And (laughs) Michelle goes caca. (laughs) 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 Oh, we really missed the fan interaction on the West interview. That's one of our favorite parts about the Saniac podcast is our live audience viewers i mean it's just it it adds so much to the feel of our community here that's you know why we do this in order to be able to interact with you guys live it's so much more fun um so you know because of that we said we were going to do the liz and julia nolan interview as a recorded but because you know we didn't have the live today we're definitely going to be doing those live uh coming up in the future so you know without further ado uh, we should warn you before we get into this recap here, though. This will not be as organized a play-by-play as usual because <laughs> Mama Shani fucked up her arm so bad. This is like it's like huge under here. This is like a fat arm going on underneath, and I couldn't take notes, so uh, we were left to the notes of Zach. And um, well, you guys don't know this, but Zach is horrible at note taking. My notes are they they're like a more freeform approach. I have like visual cues. I see something, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what happened. They're like the notes that you take before you learn how to take notes. Yeah. I think it's like a, honestly, it's like a left-handed versus right-handed thing. Like Shawnee's right-handed. Are you left-handed? Yes. I'm a, I'm a full-on lefty. Wow. Um, It makes so much sense now. mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. It it just defines everything about me. Left-handed spells his name with an H. It's the just... superior way, let's be honest, people. Come on now. <laughs> and uh, something else that we have to talk about in the West interview, I just want to, you know, I mean, I was right. There, okay, so there was, me and West got into a little, <laughs> like, I asked him a question in regards to, um, in regards to the formatting of, like, on Fresh Meat and things like that, where you could play a daily challenge. There was two dailies and one a limb in an episode, and you got to save yourself on the second daily and redeem potentially yourself and your team from going into the exile uh, on that second daily. And he didn't remember that. And he was like, are you sure? Like, no way. That's never <laughs> happened. Da, da, da. Like, super adamant. I mean, he obviously doesn't give a shit if he's wrong on this. Who cares? It's a fucking TV show. But I was right. And I just feel like that's a little tick in my challenge historian box. And Greg was obviously in there with the confirmation. So I was pretty pleased about that. We also found out some fun facts in terms of Texas not having any income tax. Um, that's definitely something that we need to look into in terms of where we'll move Saniac headquarters. I, I, I knew it, yeah, because that's what they always say in sports. It's like, okay, well, if a free agent signs here, here, and here, they'll be in Texas. They won't have any income tax, so that's like X amount more dollars that they're making that's not coming off of the contract. God, that sounds so good. I hate my income tax. It's like just yeah. annoying. I'm not even in that high of a tax bracket, and they rip me the fuck off. Like, I want to keep it all. Well, there you go. All right, guys, everybody's uh, hearing it first here. We are moving to Texas, so we'll see you guys <laughs> when we get there. All right, as per usual, we will start this bad boy off. Zach, you have to take the, you have to take the lead here on this one. Sure thing. Let me send out my, uh, my tweet of this episode real quick. It's um, almost stressful leaving the reins of this recap in the hands well, of Zach. We are completely switching roles. Like I was saying before we went on, like you're the play-by-play, I'm the color. And uh, we're kind of doing a flip-flop here. Yeah, and now that's I'm fine. the color. Look at my background. I'm very pink today. <laughs> yeah, and I'm very plain. So anyways, <laughs> um, we begin in the house. And 
I first and foremost, it starts with Wes and he's like, he's ready to go. Wes is talking about the numbers game. He's talking about having a plan that he's going to unleash against the Brits. He's got to try and break up the UK alliance. And it just, it made sense to me because it felt like, okay, of course, like this is going to, this is going to, Wes is going to be the person that stands out to like, like he's, mm. he understands the numbers game. He was talking to us all about his totem pole. And obviously if you let this go on too long, like you can already see where it's going. You have to make a play against it. So he starts planting the seeds for that. We see him eavesdropping over bears, <laughs> bears pursuit of Nani. Um, God, this guy's fucking incredible. I'm surprised nobody's thought about going. It's it felt as if nobody's really taken a punch towards the Brits yet this whole season. You yeah. know, it was so busy vets going after old rivalries that nobody's really gone after this new blood that's I mean, so clearly dominating this season, especially in terms of an alliance. In terms of of like Bear though, I mean Wes sees first and foremost, okay, this is the guy you have to go after because he's like so easy to turn people against. <laughs> in terms of Bear hitting on Nani, you know what's really incredible about this, and I'm skipping <laughs> ahead here, that after after Wes like told Georgia that what, what Bear was saying about Nani, that he was like hitting on her and stuff, and, and Bear was saying, No, 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 that never happened. Like I was thinking, oh, you know, Wes is making this stuff up, but then Bear, Bear didn't. Bear just goes, "I'm just lying to Georgia. I'm lying to her." Yeah, of course I said all these things, but I'm gonna keep lying. Yeah, because of <laughs> course he said all those things. Like, look at who Bear is, right? Bear, like his whole motto is just yeah. cause shit, stir shit, laugh at shit, and entertain. Right? Like that's his whole thing. That's his whole life. And to him, it's so little about feelings and you know, woe is whatever and hurt and this and that. And I think for him, it's like, of course he's going to give it a go at Nani. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't given it a go at every other chick in the house. I'm surprised he's not all over Jenna half the time, like every <laughs> other person. It's just his personality. If you saw him on uh, X on the Beach, uh, he almost all of the seasons that he was on there, it was like him just bouncing around from chick to chick, you know? And he would, like, get into something. There was one season where... For those of you that have watched this, you'll understand this. It was a season where Gaz and Lily were both on together. And Lily was like a big deal because Gaz is like this famous Geordie Shore character. And he was dating this chick named Lily who was like really nice, really kind. And she was, you know, she was like the the perfect angel. You know, she never really did anything too much. She wasn't like the standard reality TV star who would, you know, give it up in the first second. And so for Lily to then want to pursue no offense to Bear, but like trashiness like Bear. <laughs> then, I mean, we all know I love him, but trashiness like Bear 100%, right? For Lily to pursue that, Bear had no idea how to deal with that. Bear was Bear couldn't handle the fact that Lily wanted to hold out. So that was like a whole scandal that went down. And then Bear hopped, you know, he hopped from chick to chick that season. But he was dating somebody two days before he was dating Lily or dating, you know, as much as you can date on X on the Beach. And then after Lily wasn't going to give it up, he was like, I'm getting quite bored. And he just like <laughs> hopped on, hopped onto somebody else's vagine and was like moving on within seconds onto another chick. So it's just so funny. Like that's, you know, that's who he is in a nutshell. I'm surprised this is the first time that we saw it. I'm surprised he didn't go for the twins. Like, I can't believe that wasn't more of a storyline because knowing Bear, if there was twins on the next on the beach house while Bear was there, that's like, that's it. It's that Bear was like hunting those twins all day. You know what I mean? That's his whole Listen, vibe. Listen, uh, Bear only went so far for Georgia and Nani that we know of. Um, that doesn't. True. <laughs> that doesn't mean what we haven't seen. 
Um, this guy is very true. Gold. Also, he, Nelson, what a ridiculous compliment. Thank you very much. I don't think <laughs> I look like Nolan. I think she's absolutely beyond a 10, but I appreciate it anyways. God. And Nelson's on point. Your bears Hawaiian shirt. Oh my God. This guy rocks it. He makes it work. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really does. He kills it. Um, so I didn't actually I, think Bear was that. I'm sorry. I didn't actually think Bear was that hot before the season started. I was just a big fan of his personality, but okay. his sex appeal on the challenge has like skyrocketed. I, I know yes, everyone. He, everyone thought I was obsessed with him because I was in love with him type of vibe, but I really wasn't. I just love him as a character. His humor. I mean, it's just right up my street. I could handle that kind of annoying personality for hours and hours on on end, like maybe twenty four seven type vibes for like a few months before I would actually go crazy. So I love him as a person. But this season, you really got to see like some serious sex appeal. He wasn't like that on X and the Beach. He was just kind of funny. I need more of him. Um, I'm hooked on Bear. You called this from the jump. You've been calling this since before he even got announced as a cast member. This guy is reality television gold. We cannot get enough of this person. This is everything the challenge is about. I'm going like full on hot take uh, recency bias on this guy. Like I, I, I can't get enough of Bear. Oh fuck! I think all my posts just posted to Instagram. <laughs> okay. Everything, everything's so, been down today. Facebook, they, yes. they all, they all went down on us. So Anyways. now the other part that we get when we're in the house is we finally get the Leroy and Cam drama spilling over. Mm -hmm. Um, so we start to see this, you start to see Leroy looking on, uh, talking about Cam, seeing Cam and Theo, and you're starting to get the jealous looks and you can tell that through the MTV model of editing and presentation, like, okay, this is the episode where, where this shit's going to go down. Um, I kind of knew he was going to go home because they were focusing so much on his storyline. And I mean, unless you like aren't noticing this shit mtv always focuses on someone's storyline before they disappear you know they, they like to give that person airtime before they're going to get off their screens yeah. that's why we saw jp's like first and only confessional on the episode where him and natalie go home so irving, it's, it's a pretty I'm, classic I'm still waiting move. for that i'm still waiting for that jp defender account irving i haven't seen it I'm waiting for it <laughs> uh so leroy um leroy's getting a little fired up about that uh, and then I would say that uh, that leads us into the daily challenge uh, from the house drama. Mm -hmm. um, so we get left knowing that we're probably going to get a little more resolution on that Leroy Cam situation. And then we go into the desert for this crazy ass, like Mad Max type uh, daily challenge. loved this challenge. Yeah. Um, th this checks off all the boxes for me. Uh, it, it looks cool. It, it looks like something that, that you uh, you would want to do. Like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I want to do that. Um, but then all at the same time, it looks incredibly unsafe, which is great. Like, that's, <laughs> that's why so in some sick way, like morbid way, that's one of the reasons why we watch the show. Like, oh, my God, these people get so messed up on it. Like, I was, I was rewatching Fresh Meat. Too I'd get destroyed. I'm yeah, hurt like, from I, fucking overtyping. Could you imagine how hurt I would be off of a tire? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> So I was rewatching Fresh Meat 2 in anticipation of the Wes interview that we did today. And I was rewatching the mission where they have to jump in the water and then they have to swim to that like ramp with the bumps on it for you to climb up. And then you have to get to the top and ring the bell. Mm. And in that mission, and it's covered in water and it's slippery. And Caitlin 
who you talked about in the interview with Wes, and we talked about as being a martial arts master. She literally slips and falls all the way down the ramp and like is is grinding never her foot that. against his bumps. And it, it looks like the nastiest. Like that looks so painful. Like you could just break all your bones, rip your toenails off, like all kinds of stuff. Well, that was one where you saw her right face, there. like hit, yeah. like her chin and everything. I mean, because there was so many bumps on that. How oh, my fucking hand! There was so many bumps on that thing that every time they would slide, even just an inch, she would hit a bump and it would just knock her face off. I mean, yep. that was that was pretty bad. Like that that was definitely pretty bad. So. I was looking at this challenge and I'm thinking like, oh my God. And, and it, it didn't look as unsafe as I thought it would be. But I was thinking like, okay, you got this thing going at high speeds and people are going to be falling off. Like they could get messed up. You could have mm. like stones and rocks in that sand that you can't account for that are, that are cutting people up. But it looked, uh, I mean, I would say it looked uh, fairly under control, which was nice. Um, it did, but, then, but you know, I, the whole cast was defending themselves on Twitter uh, because they did so poorly, like a lot of the girls. And you just saw a whole string of people saying, you know, I tried harder than it looked, da da da. Mm -hmm. So while I do think that it did seem under control, I can imagine that in, I mean, there was no harness, there was not really much protection yeah. for the challengers there. So I could see why so many people did so poorly and why it would have been so difficult. Well, it clear, I mean, it had to be a little difficult because it starts off the first two contestants that we see going are Ninja and Kara, who people would define as being like very strong uh, competitors. And Ninja falls off immediately, gets a goose egg, and that, that zero ends up keeping her team out of the tribunal, you know, which, which was uh, pretty crazy. And then Kara gets three, which I guess was more impressive when compared to most of the other female competitors who did, who did worse than that. Yeah, that's true. All right, for everybody, just in case, we'll do the breakdown quickly. Basically, it was a string of tires, and they had to unhook them as they were riding along the tires, like, one by one. And each tire got them closer and closer to the truck that was hurling them through the fucking desert. Um, so it was definitely it was definitely grueling. There was 10. How many were there total? 10? 10. There was 10 tires total. And the cool part about the whole challenge that I thought was if you beat the person next to you, going in the heat next to you, you could unhook their tires. They couldn't finish. Yeah, and we didn't really get to see that play out as much because, like, we didn't see any neck and neck finishes, um, which which definitely would have made for some good TV. There was um, only Wes and Bear. That was the only yeah. one that really utilized and, that feature. And I could tell that Bear was like pretty gassed by the time Wes got there. Like, I think he was just kind of hanging on for dear life. And then, oh, thank you, Alan. I appreciate that. Or, or Alan. We should start calling him Alan now. Why? Um, because the other Alan. Yeah. Yeah, just just to avoid confusion. Uh, there's what? there's no Allens in the challenge world. There's only Alons. Well, this Alon has actually had more airtime than the other Alon. Oh man, that's a <laughs> that's true. I mean, this Alon is he's in the the mouths. Of, his his name's on the lips of like everyone on all the cast members on Twitter that, that don't like him. It's been a couple people putting him under fire. Shalhoun is that our is that our hosting name? Shalhoun. Uh, Nelson says Hunani. Hunani. That's, that's a very, that's like a scandalous name right there. I like that. Um, so let's go through the challenge and think about like what stood out to you. The first thing that stood out to me, honestly, wasn't the, the strong performances. It was the weak performances. I couldn't believe that Maddie only got one tire. What was up with that? So I was trying to figure out if height was really an advantage or a disadvantage in this. And I happen to think that it's possible the leg 
the the fact that their legs dangled further back was actually a disadvantage because there was more body part that they had to sort of get mm-hmm. onto the tire because the real the real reach that you needed was just a long torso to get you to the tire in front of you right but if you had long legs dangling behind you it would almost trip you up or at least it would definitely have tripped me up so you had more body part to actually carry up with you and i think that ended up being a disadvantage and we saw that pretty clearly in terms of ash versus theo because theo really was all height and ash is really a lot stronger and much shorter so that you know that dynamic you saw how that played out and I, I do think that height was a big disadvantage here mm-hmm. I just don't I you know at least in in terms of legs you know leg height was the real disadvantage I think arm you know a nice arm span would be positive but to have to have so much dangling off at the end that's dangerous and it's probably scarier as well I think Polly and granted you could tell that that um probably kind of had an advantage of going later on and the later you go, the more you're able to figure out the loopholes of it. Paulie had the right idea. He wasn't really clinging to the tires and, and dragging himself along. He was kind of springing across the tires. He was mm. popping himself up and leaping across them, yeah. um, which, which worked out for him pretty well. I did notice that. Uh, um, Alon has a really good comment right here. <laughs> um, Alon, Alon is actually a really famous challenge writer, guys. He's really great. Uh, you should check out his, uh, his... Check his stuff out on Medium. Yeah, at Alon. Um, okay, so he uh, he said that you know you have to be 5'9 for this challenge around. Too short is a struggle. Too tall and you get your limbs hitting the floor. He's like, it's like a bike with a non-adjustable seat. So this is a perfect, this is a perfect comparison because it really is, you know, you can't be too short because otherwise you won't be able to reach. So obviously somebody like Natalie would have sucked at this because, you know, she can't do anything that requires height. Um, And, you know, too tall, like a Kyle or a Maddie, and you're kind of left out in the dust, literally. Kyle overall, though, I mean, this guy, he's like beasting it this season so far. Yeah, but I don't think that's because of his height. I think it's because of his sheer desire to stick it to mm-hmm. Polly. Yep. Oh, I love them so much. We have to get to their tribunal at some point. Oh, it was so good. It was so oh, good. Oh, we will. We will. So, um, so good. Another thing that stood out to me, uh, Josh and Amanda with the double zero. That was, <laughs> that was interesting. Josh put a tw- – uh, what was his tweet? He goes, I tripped. He's like, sorry, guys, I tripped. I'm like, Josh, you could trip all day. Honestly, he's been a great addition. It's funny because him and Amanda haven't done shit this season, competition-wise or really like in anything other than the first few weeks. And yet they get a lot of interview screen time. And that goes to show you that these people are, you know, they're quality commentators. Yeah. And I've got more thoughts on Amanda. I'll, I'll say them later in the episode. Um, but getting to the end of the challenge here, we've got uh, Wes and D and Hunter and Georgia. Those teams tied for first place. They each had 12 total tires. Um, and then it came down to the big T's between Cara and Theo and Kyle and Maddie, who both had 11. <sighs> and then the tiebreaker was based on on total time. Um, or was it like it was it longest time on the tires? Was was that the was it- is that the, the time that they beat them by? No, no, it was, yeah, it was the shortest time to get to the end is who won. So they beat them by, they, they, the difference was 19 seconds. So Kyle and Maddie, drumroll, beat Kara and Theo by fucking 19 seconds. I mean, that's crazy. We don't know if that's yeah. true, but we'll just be excited about it anyways. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> we never know. 
honestly, I was I was nervous because I felt like it was one of those moments where MTV was giving us a pointless cliffhanger and they were just going to say Cara and Theo won again. The fact that Kyle and Maddie pulled this off, like that was, I was, I was very pleased. Very pleased. Um, I was certainly more pleased seeing them in there than seeing Cara's uh, team in there. Um, it, it's, I, I don't ever want to see Cara's team in the tribunal ever. Ever, ever, ever. So thank you, Kyle. Yeah. All right. Listen, as much as I disliked Kara last episode, because she was really not on our screens this episode, I have very little to say about her. But I was more happy that Kyle and Maddie won because I really like seeing, especially in the challenge, like my favorite moments in challenge history are when somebody does the unthinkable. You know what I mean? Where they flip the game, where they go against the mob, where they just turn shit around. Like when Jasmine and John A won that elimination against Sarah and fucking Caitlyn, that was that was just epic in my eyes like i love yeah. those moments it, it's 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 just it's similar to like when landon and carly won right you know they're they're pulling it out after all of this and even within that same season in fresh me too the exact same thing when laurel and and kenny obliterate the entire mob like i love those moments so much in challenge history because when you have a season where it's so predictable and you know the direction the game is going to go in it's boring it it's it's who you're gonna root for what the people that are winning all the time like it just becomes a little bit lame and so i really appreciated that moment and i thought that it gave a lot of spice to the game especially when it needed it because the winning streak was so prominent from the same few teams yeah uh and i think that's been my issue with Kara is that she's become the mob and people treat her as if she's still like not as if, as if everyone's still out to get her. But like, no, ma- make no mistake. Kara has become the mob. Everything she used to hate about like Jen and how well connected Jen was and she wasn't. Well, that's that's Kara now. And she's very 100%. entitled about it. Yeah. Travis makes a really good comment about Veronica voting in Leroy because that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you take advantage of a second of power that you have or a moment to just change the game and you really do. And for a second, it's something that isn't going to be standard practice in the challenge. It's not just going to be the same old, same old. And, you know, for those reasons, I really appreciated this moment in terms of Kyle Maddie. Also, just for the fact that the tribunal we get was incredible with them on the So top. let's yeah, let's go to it. We we get to the uh, tribunal deliberations, and you know that's where it really becomes clear that Wes and Hunter are working together, and you could see that. And Hunter's partner starting to see that. Polly and and Maddie make or uh, Kyle and Maddie make their obvious selection, throwing in Polly and and Natalie, uh, and then you've got the Josh and Amanda throwaway vote. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Wes What th- do you think about the Josh and Amanda throwaway vote? I'm over it. I actually really liked what Josh said. Josh was like, there's other teams that you could talk to and like find things out from them. So why don't yeah. you throw, why don't you put them up? And that makes sense to me rather than not wanting to ruffle feathers. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I thought that they should have done Leroy and, Sh- and Shailene. Yeah. I just thought um, that that was more the, that, that was just the better choice. Uh, yeah, that, and I'm happy that the right choice was made at the end of the episode, which we'll get into, of course, but, oh, uh, sad about that. so yeah. during the deliberations though, that's when, as we already talked about, Wes drops, you know, his bomb to Georgia to try and start, you know, uh, breaking away at the UK Alliance saying what Bear was saying to Nani, uh, which affects Georgia, but it doesn't get her to, to sell out. She, she, she doesn't turn her back on, on her Alliance in the end, but it was a good start. It was a good start, but it's smart on Georgia because it gives her a little bit of 
well, it gives her more credibility as her own thinker in terms of the challenge world. Whereas yeah. I find that there is, you know, there's so many people who instantly would have gone and turned their back on Bear in that moment. And, you know, regardless of whether or not Wes is right or wrong, it just shows that there is some loyalty there. Because Bear's not doing this shit maliciously either. And I strongly believe that he would have had George's back in that instance. And we saw it because they ended up choosing a team that didn't have ties to their team. Do you know what I mean? We actually, we actually saw them choose their backs versus others. So I thought that that was, that was good on Georgia. Yeah. Well, Wes was certainly expecting Georgia to like cave in and play based on emotion, which, you know, is something that he's good at exploiting in people. Um, As, uh, as the comments point out though, I mean, Wes was right. He wasn't lying to Georgia. What he said was true. And that's the funniest part about bear. So yeah, it was true, but he's not gonna he's not gonna cop to it. Yeah, it was true, but what we have to remember is that just because Bear is flirting around with everybody does not necessarily mean that his loyalty in the game now changes from Georgia to Nani. And I strongly believe that it came if it came down to it, Bear is gonna go against Nani and Turbo versus against Georgia and Hunter. Like I just I could never imagine in a situation where he would flip the script on that unless it was for entertainment purposes. Yeah. You know, like something um, really where it could have been a wow factor. Also, uh, in case you guys are wondering, the West interview, I know we're getting some questions about that. It will go up tomorrow, uh, hopefully after my arm is sorted out tonight. So that will go up tomorrow, audio, video, everything. Facebook fucked up, Mark Zuckerberg fucked up. But he did personally call me on my cell phone to say sorry. So we feel okay with that. <laughs> wow, you, you got that You got that hookup to, uh, to Zuck out there? Yeah, we text, we WhatsApp, you know, here and there. Little WhatsApp action. Um, so that leads us into uh, this tribunal, which once again is just bare dominating our television screens, making for fantastic television. He mm-hmm. comes in, he says his line to Wes, and then he just rolls. He walks out. Like he, he gives Wes this, he pretty much cuts a promo on him, and then he leaves. And it's just so good. There's not an ounce of fat on it. I, I love how Devon at the end was just like, okay, we're done. We're done. We're leaving. And Bear's like, yeah. And Devon's like, all right, here we go. See yeah. you later, guys. <laughs> Adios. Like, <laughs> you know, e- even having Paulie and, and Kyle going head to head in the tribunal again, like you, you almost forget about it. It got overshadowed, um, which really there wasn't much there to begin with or, or much, much. Yeah. There like wasn't. But from a comedy standpoint, I have to say that Kyle and Paulie are a phenomenal rivalry. And, you know, whether or not we want to compare them to Wes and Bananas, I happen to prefer their rivalry than Wes and Bananas. I never really, you know, the Wes and Banana rivalry never really gave me that much. It was just consistent and good, you know, consistent mm-hmm. and good, which is nice, enjoyable. But whereas, like, this Paulie and Kyle rivalry, there's so many comedic moments. Like, it's, it never stops. It just never ends. They couldn't even take themselves seriously. They were laughing at each yeah. other on, in the fucking tribunal. And, and that's definitely the, the sense I got that leads me to believe that, you know, what a lot of people say is that Paulie and Kyle, they're actually, like, probably cool with each other. But then when Kara <laughs> gets in the way, that's when it gets ugly. Yeah, and you could just tell. And I love how good of sports Ninja and Polly are. And this just goes to show you guys, you know, Polly might be talking a lot of shit, but my God, can he back it up? And he doesn't mind backing it up either. Like, the guy doesn't care, and you can see it. You know, you can see with him and Ninja... They're like, well, you know, we're going to be called in like, ooh, big shocker, bring it on kind of a thing. And I don't really think that they're scared to take on any team in there because, quite frankly, they know they're the dominant team. 
Um, I'm I'm just gonna take a stance on this. I'm done with Natalie. I'm not calling her ninja. I'm done with her. She's boring. It's it's just like, oh wow, they they found I a trained athlete with Ooh. zero personality. Great. I'm so whoa, happy whoa. to have her here. We don't know if she has zero personality. We are missing out on full entire fights and scenes and hookups. We have no idea if Natalie oh, has been. You, I can tell you for sure with using the Zach meter of reality television gold. <laughs> and she she's all the way down here. She's got nothing. I'm done with Natalie. And you know what it feels like to me? And I know all the people out there who have been following us uh, for a long time know that, you know, they love when I talk about American Gladiators. Well, it, it would honestly be like if this was American Gladiators, but then they made one of the Gladiators a contestant. It's like, oh, um, Titan is not a Gladiator anymore. Titan's going to be participating from the contestant side. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? I What's don't even know do what the, I don't even know what this is what what this It's all right. Is. Some of the, some of the old people understand what I just said. It's going straight over my head is this like a 30 year plus type thing. Listen, I'm not going to out who our old watchers are in the comments section, but some of them they understand what I just said and they appreciate it. And I'm just I'm drawing it up. I'm anti Natalie. And if you want to at me, come at me. I Just think okay, after the West interview, you know, he made some really good points in terms of like bring on only ninjas and in that sort of style. And also after the Mikey P interview where we really got into potentials from the Ninja Warrior sphere. Like I personally think that maybe she's bleh personality, but competition wise, that's what I'm looking for for sure, except a little bit more fun. So I would love to see like a leaner version of Ninja on the show from Ninja Warrior. I'd love to see like a leaner version of them in terms of like a soccer player coming on. I'd love to see like, I would just love to see a lot of people who can perform at her level, but but maybe with a little bit more agility in terms of like leanness. Like she's a little bit too well, big in that way. I'd love to see a little bit more of a, almost like a Cara build, but really athletic. I mean, you're just opening up a very... Tricky door. Exactly. It's like, okay, so if this is what we're, and I see what Wes is saying. He's like, all right, canvas the show for like professional athletes. But just remember the essence of this show is personality. And there's a reason why the drama still plays a part. So you have to make the right casting decisions. You have to find someone like Bear. Who's an athlete, who's lean, who's fit. So that's what I mean is you get like, for example, I would compare Ninja to Ashley Kane, right? perfect comparison they're both like huge people on opposite ends of the gender spectrum right so imagine you got like a bear but a female equivalent which actually is kind of like georgia so i'm not sure what we're saying they basically casted the female bear but you could just cast more of those and instead of bringing on i mean i don't know because you know we haven't seen enough of her personality but i like her competition style like i think she's a good competitor and the way her sort of her her methods of competing i enjoy it's 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 not like a personal, nothing is like tear worthy. You know, she's not going to go cry in a corner over something because I hate when people cry in corners for shit. Like it just pisses me off. Mm, Ninja Kara strikes cries me as in a, a corner. No, I, I could see Ninja crying, but maybe in a funny way, maybe she's an uh, enjoyable crier to look at. When she opens her mouth, it just bothers me. It, like, like what she says, like, I'm just annoyed. It's just like, ugh, it's not doing it for me. So funny because Hannah said the same thing last week when you were in here. She really doesn't like Ninja's personality. I, I listen. Find me, find me. I, I mean, Heather Cook was an athlete 
and someone who had the personality to hang in a real world house. Like that's important. You know, you got to have more Zahidas. Got to have people like that who are entertaining. I don't know. Honestly, like we really, <laughs> Tina, I bet Shawnee is a beautiful crier and Calhoun is an ugly crier. I'm honestly a hilarious crier because my crying always turns to laughter within about 30 seconds. Give or take. Well, I, I, uh, I don't know what kind of crier I am because I don't cry. I, I've only cried about three times since like the late 90s. I cry all the time when I'm hungry, like all the time when I'm, if I'm really, if I haven't eaten in a while, like that tears are flowing. They're flowing. I'm just like, where are the snacks? <laughs> Where are the snacks? Where are the snacks? Damn, I, I I, I've heard of hangry, but you're like hang, hang motional or something. I don't really get angry. I got, I just get sad. I'm like, why isn't there food around? <laughs> but if I'm too, what happens is I'll get too busy in the day so that I won't eat. And then I'll realize I'm really hungry. And then it all hit me within five minutes. And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. Zach's lying. I saw him cry. Um, it's false. Just... A lot of people claiming that they've seen me cry. That shit ain't real. You want to know is... what it is, Zach? You want to know what we need? I'm not sure if it's really soccer players. I would like to see some more rock climbers. I think that's what I want to see more on the show. Because I really like I really like the way that the ninjas compete in terms of grip strength and the, the grip strength obstacles. I'm a big fan of that. And I think that if we had more of that on the show, I don't mind watching somebody gas out from running too much. Like I enjoy that part, you know, watching Zach gas out in that fucking final up on the mountain. That was enjoyable for me, but watching somebody who is constantly falling off of shit and can't do things less enjoyable. I'd rather see like monkeys who can't run for long distances. You know, I am surprised that this name was not brought up by Wes or by us in our interview. I think the bottom line of everything we're saying is we need to bring Laurel back. Can we just have Laurel back, please? Laurel's not really a monkey. Laurel is, she's the total package and she's the Cara Maria Slayer and I want her back. Yeah, I could go for a Laurel type, but I kind of want a smaller person. Like, that's what I'm trying to say is that I want a ninja, but I want a ninja, but leaner. I want somebody who's a little bit not... Because my thing is with someone like Laurel, right, because I'm 5'3", instantly I always I always think height. So mm-hmm. I assume, you know, you go up against someone like Laurel when you're 5'3", it's just there's just so little chance in so many physical competitions. But you go up against somebody who's equally as strong, lean, a little bit shorter. I don't know. It just, to me, that's that's more of an enjoyable competitor to watch. I personally think Georgia with a bit more grip strength would be a fantastic challenge model to sort of replicate, except somebody who is maybe uh, more based in an athletic background. So somebody who comes from more of a sports background as opposed to a reality TV background. Another, you know, benefit of pulling people from like, the real world when they used to go on the real world and then come on the challenges you you got to see that personality first like that's what shined through first yeah and then you see what kind of athlete you know athletic achievements they have that can back it up um you know it, it used to be the natural order of things when you're on american it's ninja true. warrior like there's there's no room for personality really yeah we'll never really get to know a lot of these people that come on and that's honestly really true i think that's why a lot of people miss or why a lot of people are nostalgic for the ogs because they got a full season of them just being people so they've really got to know them as human beings before they got to know them as random challenge competitors. And honestly, in the challenge house, you just don't get to know the, the cast as much. You just really yeah. don't. You know, it's not a part of the format of the show. Yeah. So 
with all that in mind, that was actually a really nice aside. We, we squeezed some nice content out of that lemon there. We like um, to analyze, guys. We yeah, get deep. We do. We peel the layers back. Um, so we go from the tribunal into a night out, a night on the town. And I, I kind of had a feeling where this was going. And uh, man, the episode from this point on did not go well for Leroy. I, 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 I guess the easy way to say it would be like, he got a really bad edit going out there but obviously you know he, he's not really doing things to help himself the first thing that stood out to me about this is you know leroy is fucking drunk at the club like was he that drunk i didn't see him like look that drunk he wasn't sloppy but you could tell that he was not acting like the leroy that you know and i i've definitely seen people like that before like drunk jealous guy like a little he's bit slur yep he's in his feelings like uh, when he was trying to go in and hug Cam later when they were back at the house. Like, he was, Leroy tied it on a little bit, I think. I honestly happen to think almost 99% of that was definitely editing. And it's leading me to believe, well, it's leading me to see Cam in a different light, this whole story. Because what I've seen from Davon's recaps, from Cam's live videos, from Leroy's tweets, which, by the way, we are working on setting up a Leroy interview. We have an in. You know, he really wants to come on. It's just been hard to coordinate because we're so in demand. So, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to set them all up. But um, we are working on that. So we will get his side on here as well at some point. You know, to me, it just feels as if Cam is really playing up her brand, really working with production to make content for us, to be entertained. And while I appreciate that, I think a lot of that is dishonest. Because we see, you know, in her lives, for example, the way in which she spoke about the situation with Theo, with Leah, with Leroy, with Davon, it just, it very much was shady. It was kind of like, you know, everything that Day was saying wasn't necessarily spot on and that, you know, Cam was fully in the right. And to me, it was a very pretty girl basic bitchy mentality. It was very like, oh, well, you know, it's not my fault that... Theo thought I was prettier and Theo, you know, Theo was way more into me. Like, obviously, I mean, look at me like queen, you know, it was just it just wasn't I could just see how that would have been a really shitty ambiance and a really shitty vibe to read off of a friend from Davon. Whereas Davon, her big thing was not having a black female on black female fighting on air. That was like her main goal. She didn't want to have a, you know, quote unquote ratchet edit that they would have done where, you know, they they seem to do that a lot. It's like a big thing in black culture to try and combat that PR rep and try and, you know, put something out there that's a little bit more positive as a role model for young black females. That's a big thing for Davon. And I really, really respect that. Like, I think that's a phenomenal thing for her to take on as a woman of color to be able to say, like, I want to be a better example. So for her, that was a big thing. And she's older. She's trying to, you know, put out a good example for her kid. And you could just see Cam's immaturity throughout the whole thing, not really understanding what Day's mission was and really giving in to the drama and really attempting to play it up. Like, she wants people to be mm-hmm. sipping on this tea. And she was playing up this Leroy shit on Twitter long after. And, you know, I hate to break it to you, but... As I see Cam as a really smart businesswoman, right? She's all about that PR. She knows what's going to suck people in. She knows what's going to get the brand going. And I see Devon as someone who gets that, but who prioritizes her, who prioritizes her values a little bit higher than what that brand is. And so to me, it's like, 
I I don't know if any of that stuff is going to be really true. And I happen to think that Lero is just made to look shitty. Like all those scenes of him looking out in the distance. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like you yeah, think he was I actually think, looking out in the distance? I think he said you know two or three things about it. It got strung together, and you know it was reality TV magic. Um, I do think that, like I said, I think he got a little drunk and I think that made him more vulnerable to it, which they were able to use. But overall, it seems to me and what you guys are all pointing out, like Cam saw a storyline and she played it up more than Leroy. Leroy was almost like a, like a, an unsuspecting victim mm-hmm. in, in, in how it went down. I hate using that word, by the way. I, I mean that in, in like the, the slightest sense of the word. Yeah. Um, Not like victim go cry, like Cara yeah. on Fresh Meat too. <laughs> yeah um so and man yeah he, he just he <laughs> he's been on a lot of seasons of this show and mtv is just they were just smacking him around tonight so he goes from all that and keep in mind when this episode opened up he's saying like oh you know i'm gonna go to the finals i'm gonna win this shit and i kind of raised my eyebrows at that like oh you might want to look at your partner buddy but also kind of look at yourself because you're, you're not really competing the way you used to and it's so possible from, he said that before he got paired with Shailene, because who the hell in their right mind is thinking that after they get paired with her? Yeah, that could yeah, that could be more like seriously, that could be more editing. Like, let's make this guy look as bad as possible. Wait, um, there's a comment right here that I want to address, which is uh, was it from Fabi? Which was uh, it's the guy's it's the guy's choice. You know, if Theo wants Cam, whatever. And listen, I totally hear that, but my thing is, Davon made it pretty clear that she went up to Cam and was like, "Just tell me, you know, tell me what the vibe is, so I can either back off or continue crushing for this guy." And I. I feel Davon like there's times when you sort of like a guy but you could easily not like them you know what I mean like if it wasn't gonna happen you could just like turn that off because you're like all right whatever moving on but Cam and Theo both let on Davon in a weird ass way and Cam was really indirect in the whole thing and you know she was she was Davon was always going up to her off camera and Cam was always trying to start shit on camera so just I don't know just really put a bad taste in my mouth in terms of that I don't blame Cam though like entertainment is entertainment people have to create content for us she wants to run with that that's fine but she's got to own up to it at some point she's going to be called out for it for sure on here i'm I'm starting to think that it's going to be an every other season thing for me with cam i really liked her last season Mm. um the season before that i I didn't like her i I actually (laughs) thought i actually thought melissa would have might have whooped her ass if, if they got into a fight um, and, and that wasn't really, uh, we, we didn't get to see the outcome of that. Um, and then this season, it seems like I'm, I'm kind of down on her again. Um, Stephen Carmichael is fucking oh, hilarious. Steve, Steve, Steven's like, he's like our, our, um, he's like our weapon. He's our secret weapon. We, we unleash him into our, into our comment sections to, you know, just in, inject some chaos into, uh, into the natural order of things. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So we move on from there. Where do we go next? going to the elimination and it seemed like Wes was pretty sure that um that Josh and Amanda were going to get called into elimination he he seemed to be confident that was going to happen he was talking to them like because Wes knew that he was going to get his pick Baron Davon into elimination so he wanted to pep talk Josh and Amanda classic vet move by the way If, if you've got a team going into elimination against the team that you want eliminated you always got to hype them up. Like you can do this. You guys got this. That's a yeah. that's a Wes and Johnny thing. All but why out. would why would he be so confident Josh and Amanda would go in when Josh and Amanda are Davon's closest allies? And that's that's what we have here is that Amanda her political game this season is killing it. Mm-hmm. She said in like episode one or episode two, I have a plan. 
There's a method to my madness. And look at this shit. Nobody's picking her. Nobody's calling her into elimination. She had Zach up there. Zach had every chance to take to call her in and take her out. He didn't do it because he's thinking like, oh, she'll work with us now because I'm mm. against Kara. And it's all working in her favor. And she gets another shot here. And it's like, boom, they dodge another bullet. And it sounded like Bear was Bear was saying like, no, no, you know, Josh and Amanda are your people, Davon. Like, like you and Josh can work together. So it's like, wow, they are playing such a good low key game. And then they finally it's, settle on. It's like low-key, high-key. It's high-key. Yeah. It, they're, they're high-key and therefore making it low-key. Do you know what I mean? I, I, mean, I, I know exactly what you mean. And so it. anybody wants to question Amanda's skills, like it's on full display right now. Um, so then we get Bear and Davon locking in on the smart pick. And as soon as they said Leroy and Shay, like, like when they were deliberating it, I, it, the light bulb went off for me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's who they're calling in. And that's who's going home. I knew that they were going home right when they called them in because of the edit from the whole episode. Like, there's no way MTV would have focused so much on Leroy and Shailene, who really has said zero. I mean, she had her first confession. Wasn't it her first confessional? Or maybe, like, her second confessional in the whole season? Honestly, yeah. it was tragic. It was tragic. Yeah, so it's... we finally got to see her say a couple words. And because of that, I knew what was going on. Also, did you catch the shade that D threw towards mm-hmm. Shailene Loved during it. the episode? Yeah, she 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 was laying into her. For anybody that's not following the Twitter beef or the beef that's been going on between Shailene and D, it's pretty juicy. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's a lot going on there. You know, Shay was calling out D, and D was calling out Shay, and it was just kind of weird. Shailene tried calling out D's boyfriend, saying that um, you know D. Basically, there was a deleted scene that went out, right? And so uh, Dee explained what happened. It was a deleted scene of Shailene going going off a little bit. And Dee posted something saying, yeah, we told her to clean her room, uh, clean up the room because we were getting flies. And she started flipping out. And after the five-minute flip out, she goes, that's going to make good TV. That's what Shailene said. So yeah. then Shailene responded with a bunch of shit about Dee's boyfriend saying like, Oh, don't forget to say that you're waking up next to somebody who uh, who was on, was on Grinder or something like that. And you know, obviously, D. I mean, that's not even insult. Like, it's just stupid. It was a stupid ass insult. And D's, you know, she goes, "I never even said that." And even if he was, who cares? I would get a sex change to wake up next to this guy. And she posted a picture of her and her hot as fuck boyfriend. And you know, there was like all this back and forth and it was so weird. Shailene was tagging MTV and hashtagging the challenge 33 throughout all the juice. And in case you guys aren't wondering, that's only something that us podcasters and or challenge content <laughs> creators yeah. do in order to get visibility on our stuff. That's not what cast does. Like the cast rarely tags the challenge. Almost never. You can tell with <laughs> when these people are super desperate like that, like uh, right when the season started, when Alon started like trying to call people out on Twitter because he knew that he was going to get a half hour of screen time and then never come back to the show ever. It's, it's a crazy that was crazy pretty funny. world wait wait guys 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 oh my god uh, okay first of all fun fucking fact we saniac podcast has more followers than shailene on twitter and <gasps> we definitely slaughter her in terms of facebook i don't know what her instagram is but i mean that's pretty fucking hilarious we don't even have that many followers on fucking twitter here's what i'm wondering about shailene oh my god we have is- more followers on instagram than shailene <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. The Saniac Podcast is more relevant than Shailene in terms of social media numbers. 
well then that would mean that that maybe we might have a chance to to get cast on the show like if you got if if mtv ever wanted to do like another rival season like cast me with Kara. that's that's gonna be great television come on you guys would like a uh relaxing joking snack season i'm happy to join (laughs) i mean the show needs a new casey so i'll be that yeah she's an all-timer uh one of our favorite cast members as we defended to wes here's what i want to know is there a are there any shailene uh stan accounts since that is the culture of the show now that everybody has to have defender accounts do you think there's like shailene defender I'm not sure, but there is a Liz and Julia Nolan fan account, which Are is you hilarious. Serious? Yeah. What is wrong with people? <laughs> Honestly, though, like, it's so funny because if Shailene were to have a Defender account, what do you think the chances are that it's her? <laughs> <laughs> it's her It's her aunt. It's just her. It's just her other it's account. Her she, like, switches between her regular account and her Shailene Defender account. It's so funny. Oh, that's really good. Oh my god. Um so going oh into god. going into the elimination, I think we all had um a pretty clear thought in our heads that there was no shot that Leroy and Shailene were going to win. And that's exactly what came to pass. Um let me give the rundown on this. Yeah. So we give, have give the bre- deets. Yeah, the breakdown for this elimination, which I actually really love the setup of this. I thought it was simple but difficult and it looked grueling. Uh, is they had these sleighs, almost like Santa does uh, when he's bringing presents type thing. And um, they had massive sandbags that seemed incredibly heavy. And so they each had to move over, was it 40 sandbags a person or was it yeah. 20 and 20? It was 40, 40 a person. Yeah, it was yeah. 40 a person. That's pretty crazy. So they had 40 a person, male and female members of the team. And there was like these orange sandbags on one side and, and dark blue sandbags on the other side, on the guy's side. And essentially, they had to keep bringing the sandbags back and forth until they traded all the bags. So until all the girls' bags were now on um, on the guy's side and vice versa, basically. Uh, obviously, the guys could handle more sandbags at once, so they ended up finishing faster. So it ended up becoming a race between the girls, uh, between Devon and Shailene, and it was pretty fucking intense. I mean, it was crazy. They, they were at times only pulling i think two or one sandbag on the girl side that's how heavy they were and they were giving it their full body and imagine i mean imagine 40 sandbags having to bring those back and then 40 for the other side that's 80 turns back and forth if you're doing them individually i actually really love uh, greg's reference to the uh the classic inferno elimination when kendall went against leah and they had to pick up bricks from a pile and walk it across a balance beam and then stack the bricks on the other side. And they had to keep going back and forth and doing that. And that's also like the same elimination where everybody was like losing their mind and Abe got naked and Miz was like yelling all this crazy shit at Kendall. That's a classic if you guys have never seen that. Great oh reference, God, Those eliminations were crazy because it was the cage environment. So they could sort of like, you know yeah. what I mean? That vibe. Oh, uh, the Inferno set is one of the, it's one of the all time best. And it probably costs like, 50 times less what the the killing floor set costs. <laughs> 100%. I mean even just the lighting on the inferno sets were so shit compared to now, but they were great. They they provided a very yeah. animalistic like atmosphere. Can I just say that in our comment section every week, every single week Steven finds a way to get Erlene and Fabby fighting each other. Um <laughs> he he really is like like he's the he's the weapon of mass destruction in our comment section. 
probably my favorite thing is when people disagree with us. I'll never forget Fabi, first time viewer on our show when she came in on that first episode she watched. It must have been in Final Reckoning at some point. And mm-hmm. the entire episode was just shitting on you. And and your takes on Kara. And I loved it because it's like the fact that somebody sat through to watch the whole thing just to disagree with us. I'm a big fan of that. Like that, that's remember, the kind of support I, I love. I coming in being like a big time Devin stan. And, and that's what we bonded over was, <gasps> yes. was the Devin standum. Um, yes. I appreciated that. Especially and... during the time when people were so anti-Devin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're all missing him. We all want him back. We'll see you soon, Devin. I know Devin's got another season left in him. He's in like mad shape right now. He's getting in shape now. He keeps. Yep. He, what's with guys posting pictures of their of their shorts below the lines they're supposed to be posting? Like they're pulling. Yeah. Their, it's just weird. Nobody likes that. Keep your shit high, guys. Also, can we um, can we put a, a like can we put it to rest where there's this majority of people. If you were to go on challenge fans and post a topic and post like who would win in a fight, like a fist fight, Johnny or Devin, there's legit like all these people that would say that Johnny would win. But like, are you people actually analyzing? Like, uh, first of all, Johnny's never been in a fight in his life. Okay? Well, we don't know that. Oh, I know it. Devin would. Devin would. We don't know that. No, no, I know it. That's just an assumption that we have absolutely no idea about. I, I, I honestly think that bananas can can take Devin. No, Devin. Devin's like a. Devin's like a. uh, He's like a Boston masshole, like hardened Northeast guy. Johnny's like a take it easy California. Talks all the shit, but backs away from the fight. Like that's always been his mantra. If they got an actual physical confrontation, I guarantee you, Devin would beat him. I don't know. I really disagree with that. I, I, ah, I just disagree because I think a fight is so different to like a competition. If this was anything else, like if it was a physical elimination, I, I agree. Devin would have a very high chance, but if this was just a basic fist fight, I mean, come on, weight over power any day. Like that's just, it has to be there. It's oh not like God. they're, if, if Devin, for example, was a trained, you know, if he was trained in BJJ or any sort of like, like any, anything, anything along those lines, something Thai related, you know, if he had, if he had gone there for six months and was just like a Muay Thai expert, like just killing it all the time. If he'd done like a Taekwondo type vibe growing up, even if he just had like a couple years of training, I would agree Devin would kill him. But if this is just a basic Devin versus bananas fight, I don't think so. I I really don't think so. Devin's got the killer instinct that Johnny doesn't think he's got him i don't know i just i just disagree with that we'll have to we'll have to get devin on this podcast because i would very much like to run this by him get his thoughts on the matter oh yeah let's ask the person if they would win in a fight against their nemesis let's see what he has to say in terms of self-awareness all i'm saying is i think devin could back up the fact that johnny's a lot more pedigreed and i bet you that devin's been in street fights in his life like he's probably been in bar brawls in his life for sure Jack Wolf says Johnny got his ass beat in cutthroat. Never forget that black eye. It's true. And then he pushed and then he pushed the guy down the stairs, probably when the guy wasn't looking, and then they all ran away. Ay, 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 ay. I honestly <laughs> think if they put them into a ring and it was a matter of let's go knock it out, I don't know. Maybe it'd be a good fight. But I mean how 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 many pounds do you think bananas has on Devin? At Not, least 30. I think Devin Devin's got more baby fat on him. Now he's got some muscle. 
Johnny's like lean and short. Yo, actually, oh my god. Devin is lean. Devin is lean and short. What are you watching? Yo, Devin's Devin thick is tight. No, he's, he's not. Thick, bro. Devin's oh my thick, god. Bro. He's like, he's are you kidding me? I'm thick. Devin is not thick. <laughs> Devin is by no means thick. I bet you who who's taller? Devin's taller than Johnny, right? I think so. I think by a bit, Devin, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a big disparity in there in let, there. Let's get the measurables. Um also I'm gonna I'm gonna Greg, bring drop us up. some heights. We need bananas heights and we need we need Devin heights. This is for Greg Holcomb, and I guarantee you he'll appreciate this. I'll tell you exactly how we're gonna settle this. Steven my wants sh- the next topic, so let's stay on this for an hour. Continue yeah, oh yeah, Zach. For sure. <laughs> um one of my one of my favorite episodes of reality television ever, the Road Rules Extreme episode, where Road Rules Extreme has to fucking box road rules south pacific they have fucking boxing matches and they whoop each other's asses let's do devin versus johnny in that okay in a boxing match though i might disagree in a boxing match i might i might think that devin could win but it depends it just depends i mean because i think devin's quicker on his feet so i think in a boxing match you'd have a really you'd have you'd have it even out there though but honestly in a full-on fist fight like hand-to-hand combat i'm gonna give this one to bananas I think you're wrong, Shawnee. And I think in a couple weeks, you're going to have like a revelation and you're going to come back and be like, no, you know what? No, I don't think Johnny's got it. Johnny's all talk. What revelation am I going to have? They're not on the show, either of them. I'm not going to see anything new in terms of content of them that's going to prove me otherwise. Bananas, 5'9", Devin, six six foot. Yo, Johnny's not 5'9". I'll bet my life Johnny's not 5'9". Greg's saying like 5'8", maybe. Like Johnny's like 5'7", 5'8". He's not 5'7". Are you fucking nuts? Johnny is tiny. He's small. Oh, I don't know. I, I need to wait. I need weight. I need weight classes on these people. I need weight Johnny, classes. Okay, Johnny probably weighs 160 pounds. I didn't realize Devin was six foot, though. That does change my perspective slightly. Devin probably weighs 175. Johnny weighs like 160, 165. That's what I'm going to say. Boom, I, boom, boom. No, I think bananas is probably closer to 170s. <laughs> Devin so, is lean. Where the fuck are you getting this 170? He's so lean. Yo, this is fucking hilarious. Neither of these people are on the show, and we've been talking <laughs> about this for 10 minutes. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm six foot early in. Are you serious? All right, Let's guys, go. whatever. Tangents. You want tangents? Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. I would like to see them, though, in a fight. You know what? That's what I would like to see. Yeah, I'd like I to watch them it. in a fight. Either that or I'd like to see a sort of simulation, an animation simulation of them fighting if somebody would like to produce that sort of content for us to hey, view. We all know that Wes wanted to put together a challenge boxing league or promotion of some sort. Let's revive it and we can do this. And I'm putting everything I got down on Devin. Ooh, before my arm, I was actually getting really into boxing for a while there. And um, I haven't been able to box properly since November. But honestly, like, I could take a bitch. Oh, man. That's that's good news. Like, we, like we might killer, have to have this happen. I have a killer stance. Like, I think I could honestly take Car Maria in some instances. I would love it. I don't think I she's smart enough it. to outfight me. Like, I actually don't. I think she's strong enough. But I don't think she's smart enough. I think if I was at her strength, I would easily take her down. Well, she's she's kind of like Johnny. She she uh, does the CrossFit, but she's not into the physical confrontation of it all. Just saying. That's true. Wow, I can't believe so, Devin's six foot. He's hotter now. So, anyways, Leroy and Shailene <laughs> lose the elimination and go home, <laughs> as we could all expect. Um, oh, what was your thoughts on the cheering? Because it seemed, I mean, I was I was pretty surprised that you had 
Well, for the first time, actually, we got to really see a nice split in the house because for a lot of the eliminations, people didn't really know who to cheer for. A lot of times it was friends against friends kind of vibe, and it, it was just a little bit confusing. You know, Kyle was cheering for both people and one of them. And so for this one, we really got to see a split, and it seems like we're finally getting a line down the house, and the Brits are now one up, and Wes's side is now one down. I mean, man, all I thought in terms of the cheering was, well, I would hate to have to cheer for Shailene. Like, it would be such a, you would just look dumb. It'd be such a losing effort. Come on, Shailene. That's exactly what D said. You got this? Like, no. Be like cheering for me during my high school sports days. <laughs> so I probably would have uh, stayed silent or I would have immediately converted to Bear because Bear is hilarious. Bear is saying, I told you we would win. And they've still got 20 more bags to go. But then they still fucking won. It was awesome. Wait, we got a confirmation. Age 29, height 6 foot, weight 170. And that just really made Devin a lot hotter to me. I can buy Devin at 170 and maybe even a little bit more. Devin and I are around the same height. Um, he's, he's put on a lot you're of muscle. You're 6 foot? Yeah, I'm 6 foot. Shut the fuck up. No, you're not. Yo, I'm legit 6 foot. But I've you have met... such a Napoleon complex. I don't. I've met some people, <laughs> some people in this thread I've met in person. So they will confirm. Um, Jessica. I am not giving Kara credit for beating Anissa in a physical elimination. Anissa's a flop, an all-time flop. All right? I like I her. like Anissa. She's a flop. She's a flop. <laughs> Man, we're, right. we're bringing it right now. We must be loopy from podcasting for a long time today. Yeah, um, we've been podcasting for hours today. I, I started not saying words properly. So since we just got so much good juice out of the topic we were just talking about, I hesitate to bring up the last thing I wanted to say, but I think I'm going to fucking do it. Anyways, what is how it? Long... Okay, so we're like an hour and five minutes in or so. Fuck it. These um, aren't even going up until tomorrow anyways, because Shani might yeah. have surgery tonight, guys. Look, look, everybody feel bad for me. So <laughs> Leroy loses again. He makes his way out. He even says like 10 seasons, man. Like, what am I doing? I swear this isn't scripted. Like, I I'm really just getting clowned like this. Um, oh, that's funny. I see that pin. Um, so Leroy goes down again. I believe Leroy has been to two finals. Uh, he's won none. I just want to throw this out there to people. Who is the all-time better challenger? Leroy? Oh, God. Or Shady Shane? Oh, I thought you were going to compare him to Danny. I was, like, really nervous for a second. No, no. He's <laughs> better than Danny. Thank God. Um, at least we can confirm that. Okay, honestly, that's – I actually think Shane – if you're if you're asking me, but I People think who, who has to, more potential? I would say Leroy. I don't think honestly. I think Leroy has zero potential as long as he's riding with Johnny. Like he needs to, and I hope we have him on. Sure, here but that has nothing to do with his potential as a person. That's I, that's, that's if poli he, if poli he, political potential in the game. I I I would I really hope we get Leroy on here for an interview because I honestly have a strategy that I think if he employed could have him running the entire house. I'm just going to tease that to you guys the same way mm. West teased his new strategy to us. But so people will point to the fact that Shane's never been to a final. You and I will point to the fact that Shane's been last out before the final like three or four times. Mm -hmm. And he like Shane makes it far in 90% of the seasons that he's on. And on on competition merit. So it's not like he's doing shitty and he's just making it far. You know, he wasn't like a, yep. a Gen G sort of not winning a lot of things and just playing off the political game. Like he actually was doing really well. Yeah. Uh, like Shane plays like a, like a stronger political game. Like he actually puts it like he's actually running alliances. Shane is, I mean, Shane has never gone home egregiously early. He kind of flopped on vendettas and he admittedly wasn't in shape. But other than that, 
I'm not going to blame him for losing the Tasha Cookies elimination on Inferno when he's lactose intolerant. That wasn't really. Uh, I would have I would have been vomiting everywhere. Like if I had yeah. to do that too. Yeah, that that wasn't really a good one for him. But everything else, the man comes in and performs, and he makes plays. He leaves his mark. Leroy, he just kind of comes in, collects his check, almost drowns, hurts his back, goes okay, down but- swinging for Johnny again. Okay, but that's uh, listen. If you look at Leroy's first season, I actually wanted to talk to Wes about this, but we just had so much other good stuff to talk about. We didn't even get into this. Was on Leroy's first season on Rivals. I mean, he showed immense potential. He managed to have to go from a partner that was pretty solid athletically to Mike, who was essentially useless in terms of challenge skills. He wasn't even good at puzzles. Like, you know what I mean? He had to carry Mike all the way to that final, and he did fucking phenomenal on his first season. I mean, phenomenal. And then on top of that, you look at, you know, seasons down the line when he beat Bananas in that elimination right before the final. You know, there's so many times when he's really impressed me and he's done so well, and I'll absolutely never let this one go when he fucking climb that rope as if it was I mean Shawnee eating a snack like it was just insane how quickly he managed to do that and it was fantastic super impressive and also in that season he thought for himself he didn't go with the grain he wasn't with the mob and I don't think that he's with bananas because he wants the challenge mob he's with bananas because he's actually friends with this guy outside of the house and so for him that friendship that loyalty is just stronger than his desire to win in the game and so I do think if he drops that You know, if he just drops the friendship act a little bit and he goes for what's going to help him and benefit him in the game strategically, he would do a lot better. But, you know, I also look back to the times. It's like, you know, in your life when you have a moment to do something and accomplish it and you don't get it done in that moment. So then so many years goes by and you just haven't been able to do it. Well, Leroy had a chance when he had Teresa by his side, when he had Naya by his side, when he had way better partners. I mean, even when he had Mike by his side, then... Now, you know, when he's getting Shailene, when he's getting all of these shitty, shitty, shitty people that like to me, you have to look at that and say, it does he have enough potential quality partners that he could be matched with in the future for him to even make it that far? Because a lot of times that's what it's coming down to now is the fact that, you know, it's two two people teams. It's not the same kind of season where a landed could carry a Carly. I don't think that that kind of play can happen anymore. So is it too late for Leroy? Well, Leroy was a physical beast. Can he come back to that? I don't know. Like, he's clearly, like, injured. He's still, com- like, he's walking off this challenge tonight from getting eliminated, complaining about his back. Um, I don't think he's that anymore. Like, Leroy from Rivals up through Axis 2 was a beast for mm. sure. I don't know if he has it anymore like that. I don't know if he's hungry like that anymore. And he's so focused on aligning with Johnny that, yeah, he comes in and he keeps flopping. And honestly... I don't know what recent seasons Leroy's played. I'm I'm pretty sure he was on Vendetta's Dirty Thirty. I don't remember if he was on last season or not. I'm dead serious. I don't I actually remember. I can't remember either. <laughs> I, I I can't tell you guys. Um, Wait, yeah, I think wasn't that when he was hooking up with Cam, or was that the season before? That? I think that was Vendetta's. We recapped all the Final Reckoning, and we actually don't even fucking remember. I, I honestly don't know, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like Lee, we love you. I'm a big fan of yours, but you got to change it up. And I do have a strategy that I think could help you not only last long in a game like this but also go far like for example Leroy got clowned by Cara in Vendettas and it's like he's cool with Cara again he's working with her like yo I wouldn't have forgotten that shit like she denied him a final um for (laughs) Kyle who she despises now like that's fucked up honestly 
Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. I, I actually was pissed off about that because in my eyes, it's like never pick a guy over a friend. Like never, especially if it's like in that kind of a situation, a guy that you're with in a situa- in a circumstance that you never actually can trust 100% their intention, their motive until later. Like you have no idea what they're saying in their interview room. You have no idea if they're playing you or not to get you that vote at the end. And so to go with that, to go with the guy over your established close friend, like that was just a shitty game move. Uh, did you hear what uh, Banana said on the Challenge Mania podcast in terms of what Paulie is doing to Kara and how he's making them yeah. not as yeah, close? Yeah, listen to it. So when we were talking to Wes, right? So Paulie called in on the phone call, and I got a really interesting vibe when he made the comment about how you know Wes is a really good person, unlike a lot of other people. Kara's friends with or like something along those lines that he said and so to me that was a dig at Johnny and Bananas because he was essentially saying that Wes is actually a good guy but you know compared to the shittiest human being who Kara's friends with which is Mm -hmm. Bananas and it really resonated with the fact that that on Challenge Mania Bananas is complaining that Carr is not as close with him because of Polly. So you could see that there was lots of that dynamic going on, how easily influenced Kara is with the guy that she's with. So if, if she's with Kyle in that moment, she's you know going to take his side over Leroy. When she's with Polly, she's going to take Polly's side over Bananas. There's very little actual moral consistency in her stances when it comes to her friendships. I mean, think about Laurel or Marie. She blocked Marie after claiming that they were best friends you know, for last yeah. season. Bros before hoes, Kara. Chicks before dicks. I think that's what they say. Um, hey, you I want to give a quick shout out. Hose before bros, too, you know. Uh, hose before bros. Uh, you know, whatever floats your boat, guys. I want to give a quick shout out to Jack Wolf. He says Shane Nelson were robbed uh, of Final Reckoning. That was their win. Um, yes, Jack, that's 100% true. And anybody that disagrees is not a real fan of the show. I actually, I agree with that. I agree with that as well. I think, you know, they were robbed once again. Sort of sad to see. It's it's sad to see these things go, but I'm not sure if they're ever going to be able to get those chances again. Like, I don't think Shane's going to get yeah, the exactly. setup again. That's, I don't think Leroy's sucks. ever going to get the setup again where he can win. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, that's the part about it that, that sucks is it's like, man, they it, not only was it right there for him, but like they, it, they didn't even get like a fair shake at it mm-hmm. to have it after after. Uh, Shit pisses me off. Anyways, what else this you got? Enos goes, this Kara slander is too much. Honestly, like, listen, I'm going to say this for the last fucking time, all right? Everybody out there in the world, and maybe I'll put this soundbite on Twitter so all the stands can share it out there and start actually sharing our valid opinions <laughs> and what we truly believe instead of just a blurb about our hate for Kara. We are analyzing what we see on a TV screen, the edit is a factor. Production is a factor. Car's behavior is a factor. And the way in which we're analyzing it is based on what we are given. There's nothing else we can do other than other than talk about what we are given from MTV on Cara. And that's the situation at hand. We don't like her right now. Personally, I'm not a big fan of her this season. I loved her last season. Was that all Cara? I have no idea. Could have been also the edit. Who the fuck gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Every day is a new day. Every episode is a new episode hated kyle episode zero of this season love kyle right now hated kyle all of last season and all of the many seasons before that on geordie shore love kyle right now has nothing to do with actually kyle nothing to do with actually Kara. couldn't give a shit i don't know Kara. she lives in fucking montana i'll probably never meet her unless i go to a challenge event literally literally know nothing about her 
All right? All I know is what is given to us, and that's what we're analyzing. So, you know what? The stand's going to come at us, but it's just annoying. It's like they all grab onto one opinion and they go crazy. I had somebody say, like, oh, they gave us a shot last episode, but it was all Kara hate. Well, guess what? Last episode, I really disliked Kara. <laughs> guess what? This episode, we saw none of her. And that's why earlier today, I was like, I didn't really see enough for me to dislike Kara that much. But in this current season, I just don't. I just don't. And why am I yelling? Because I'm Moroccan. It's a natural microphone. <laughs> so I have two microphones. I have one here and I have one here. Um, I look at what I see on the show. I look at what I see on social media. That's that. I'm drawing my conclusions and I'm keeping as fair of an eye on it as I can, people. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do here. But I, I will say Zach be... hates Kara unnecessarily a lot. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. And I would, and Enos asked earlier, would we ever have Kara on the show? If Kara came on this show, I say it all the time, we would have just the best, most engaging interview you've, you've ever heard with a challenger because it would be right down the middle. I would say, Kara, here are some of the issues that I have with you. And I would present them in a very fair and balanced way. And then I would mm-hmm. give her a shot to say, okay, well, here's why I disagree with you. And here's why I think I'm, you know, so-and-so. And then Shani would do whatever stuff she does. And it would be really fucking interesting. And by the end of it, nobody would say, oh, you keeled over to her. She, mm-hmm. Whatever you want, people. People got mad at us because we didn't, like, challenge Mikey and stuff on our interview. I didn't really he- hear much to challenge. Like, I was really, you know, I was vibing that interview. There's a lot of positivity going around. There wasn't much I disagreed with. It was more just, like, a back-and-forth conversation. Today, on our interview with Wes, I definitely disagreed with him loads. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, that's just, that's the way it is. And it's, it's, it's unfair to say, sorry, but I'm not going to accept that. It's unfair to say that we're just haters because that's not the truth. I like people and dislike people based on what I see on the screen. That's, that's it. That's literally it. You know what I mean? I'm not putting it at remotely a personal touch on anything that's going on there whatsoever. Am I concerned for Kara as a human being? Of course, I'm concerned for every human being on this planet, but it has nothing to do with just like a... I dislike this person, so therefore my blinders are up forever. The only person that I can say that I genuinely have blinders up in terms of me being a hater to is Sarah and Susie because their group is full of cunts. They're absolute assholes when it comes to taking accountability for their groups. And because of that, I have these massive blinders on anything that they've done that's positive because all I see is the bitchy crazy cunts in their group clouding anything that's positive. And I'll happily happily take on that bias and in terms of a likability bias yes casey 100 percent. love you blinders Susie and for Sarah. sure blinders for sure love you brain candy girls i'm not on the crush i don't i don't i don't fuck with all that My yeah girl, you Susie. wouldn't like them Ooh. if you were on the crush talk Yo. about oh uh, you don't like the word victim go into that group <laughs> yeah i met Susie in person all i can say is yeah Susie is pretty hot i will give her that though those boobs perfect mm-hmm. perfect um, and the tank top she was wearing that event it's just like <laughs> who got shot honestly like why i'm so heated my arm really hurts and so i've been taking it out on this mic <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's been kind of fun i'm not gonna lie i think like, i think we're just getting loopy we're coming up on like four hours we are but you want right to know now. why you want to know why it's because it's because it affects our actual podcast brand and that's what frustrates me so much is that yeah. people it it's it's what what frustrates me the most is that 
all of you guys are listening, right? You're all listening. You're all here. Like, even you, Jessica, I love you. You can call us a hater, but at least you listen. You come here, you listen to our fucking podcast every week. You actually know our opinions. Whereas the stands hear one word and then they go crazy. Like, they go apeshit. Apparently, Kara blocked a bunch of people because they liked tweets. In case you guys are wondering, I like everything. If I'm scrolling on Facebook and I see a dog post and I didn't like it, I'll scroll all the way back so I can like it because I feel bad that I didn't show that dog some love. All right. That's literally my life right there. And then if I exit the app and I didn't get to like the dog post, I feel so fucking bad for that dog that I didn't like. Like I'll feel bad for the rest of the day about the dog I didn't like. So it's like the fact that I got then blocked because of liking a post or liking a tweet or whatever it is. Like that's a lot of stock in putting, you know, putting in a lot of stock in what I like out there. And so that's why it frustrates me that the stands, they go crazy. You guys, you're watching. You hear us. They don't watch. They hear one word. Oh, she hates Kara. Ba 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 ba. We hate them forever, and then it's all gone. So if you guys want to hear some some Kara love, go back to our final reckoning recaps. Take a listen to those, but please don't listen to uh, episodes one to six because I think our quality was before Zoom. So this is really bad. So just yeah. don't listen to the. Ignore them. We should even archive that shit. Take a listen from seven. That's one of our most downloaded episodes. Great episode, by the way. Um, if you guys want to hear an engaging interview, I'm tune a little bit in. sweaty from that rant. <laughs> it's a good workout. Um, tune in, tune in next week when we interview Polly, who happens to be dating Kara. And yeah. Ooh. We're going to have a very interesting chat Ooh. and it's not good. If, if you think we're going to be like nervous to say stuff, that's not going to be the case. It's going to be respectful and it's going to be open and it's going to be highly entertaining. And hopefully we'll be actually be able to post it on Facebook. Also, perfect example of how we're not just haters, because if we were real haters, wouldn't we hate Polly too? Big fan of Polly. And on top of that, one of the only podcasts that actually... Su- I, the stands don't even support their relationship. I supported their relationship before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I will support it to this day. I actually think they really have a nice chemistry going on. No, I don't support it. I wish Polly was still with Lexi. I might, I, might, I might ask him about that. I'm a big fan. I think they're quite cute together. Plus, I can just imagine their sex would be fucking phenomenal. I'd love for them to release a sex tape. That's a sex tape the challenge world needs to see. Not bananas. No, I, I can think of some some challenge world sex tapes I'd want to see, and I, I don't I don't think Kara would be on it. Who's who's your top? Let's let's end this episode off with our fa- with our favorite potential <laughs> sex tapes from the challenge. Okay, guys, All in right. the comments, drop who you would want to see in a sex tape. I, I would honestly rather see Abe and Kara in a sex tape than Polly and Kara. That that would just be insane. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, insane. Abe, Polly, Kara, three way sex tape. Oh my god, Ooh. Abe would like kill him. <laughs> also, Rhonda, I agree. I think Zach is kind of a hater sometimes. Chadwick and Holly, Greg, you're <laughs> killing me tonight with, with the fantastic old school references. Okay, what about a TJ Lavin and Shawnee Suisa sex tape? Who wants what to about see a, that? What about a TJ and Casey Cooper sex tape to confirm Shawnee's rumor that Wes shot down? We stand that for sure. We 100% st- I st- I still find it so funny that I was right on the format. Joss and Avery, that's a hot sex tape. That's a hot sex tape. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Avery? Everyone thinks she's like the hottest challenge girl to ever live. Yeah. Um, she's not in my top five. She might be in my top ten. 
don't want right. to get accused of being all misogynistic here, though, Shani. I, I don't just want to talk <laughs> about babes. All right. Yeah, we can't. If, we can't tack guys, on things. Yeah. If you guys really want like my challenge babes list, you got it. You got to DM me. But I, I respect them for being competitors, guys. Um, uh, Bear and Shawnee. That sounds like a really good one. <laughs> Must say. I mean, if I don't say so myself, wouldn't mind if I do. Um, all right. So I think we should end this one off with who is the better challenger? Everybody answer this right now. Leroy or Shane? This is his mm-hmm. ultimate question that Zach wants to know. I mean. <laughs> let's start, well, let's throw it up on Instagram. Yeah, let's throw it up on Instagram and see what the answers are. Although we, we maybe should tread lightly because challengers have been blocking us left and right. <laughs> and we want Leroy to come on this show. Yeah, and we want Shane to come on too. So We do. Honestly, guys, we have so many people that we want to get on the show. But because we have racked up so many interviews, it's been really hard to get off-season cast right now uh, in order to tie them in. But I did go to Louise Hazel's new gym, Slay, in Los Angeles and Hollywood. Everyone should check it out. Download her app. Um, and met up with Tori Jordan, who was a special guest, and got their numbers. So I'll definitely have them in here at some point once things slow down a little bit. <laughs> Jessica wants to know, Shawnee, I just need to know, is Bear your type? Please answer this. In terms of humor and personality, 100%. That's what I go for any day, every day. I'm much more attracted to British people as well than I am to Americans. Like, I find it really hard to be attracted to a full-on American uh, because it's just not a part of my culture. Like, I didn't grow up with as vanilla human beings in my life so you know i love a good accent i love a little bit of spice i love a lot of humor and i absolutely the most important thing in terms of who i would be attracted to is somebody who does not take themselves seriously you take life seriously but you don't take yourself seriously because if you take yourself seriously then you're sensitive as fuck and then i have to deal with all the crying and you know physically i like tall guys but they all cry all the time so it's hard for me to Yeah, we're still working on that shirt, too. And Robert, I see you saying Shane in the comments. I'm making a Shaniac out of you. I like it. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Zach, you have anything else to say before we end this off? Nope. Come back next week for Pauly. And Wes said that Shane is an elite swimmer. Yes, and come back on Friday. We will have Liz and Julia Nolan live right here on our Facebook page at 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, what is that? 5 p.m. Eastern time. Definitely come back. Check that out. We will get a lot of fantastic juice and tea from them. Deleted scenes, all the Julia Hunter hookup stuff that we didn't get to see. Being paired with CT and lots of Big Brother stuff. We had Rachel Riley like our post, so you know it's going to be delicious and wonderful and fabulous. And I will see you guys later. Hopefully we'll have all this content for you guys up after uh, let's say tomorrow afternoon, give or take. Uh, follow us everywhere at Saniac Podcast, SaniacPodcast.com, the only, the best, the greatest, the ultimate one stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you all and have a good night. Love you, people.